Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Room for a small one, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. I'm bloody well back. Jim's here too. Hello. Luke's here. Welcome back, Marcus. And Pete's back in the naughty chair. Thank Christ. Talking him. Oh, it takes four to do this tango, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> on the pod. La, 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 la. Spellsies on the pod. La, 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 la. Thank you very much. There we go. The proper welcome back. I right. do appreciate that. If it's good enough for Donaldson, it's good enough for Speller. I didn't get a little sing song when I started. You always get show. a sing song. When do I get a sing song? Having a little sing song. <laughs> Having a little sing song. Yeah, and you started, Marcus, but when you weren't here, they were rather rude to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to put that down on the knot and so, give it to the headmaster. So this show will be an hour long airing of grievances. <laughs> <laughs> when is it not? Because Jim's got a few as well. <laughs> mm. That's why I went to Argentina. Yeah, yeah. get out of there. On the run. I hope you didn't cry for me, though, ladies and gentlemen. You we did didn't. that joking on the continent. It didn't did. work then. No, I didn't say that line. Oh, well right. played, though. I, I <laughs> wondered if people would pick up on it. And there's nothing wrong with promoting a sister show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could all agree on that. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. I'm going to start doing the Argentinian beef show. Yeah. <laughs> Any good? Oh, magnificent. How many beefs did you How much of a cow did you eat out there? Yeah. An awful lot. Do you know it was quite funny? I went out to, to see a good like, friend. Is of it mine. biopsy sized? Like, could we cut it off the cow and, and still survive? Well, yeah, got, can I, we give away the amount of meat you ate as a prize? <laughs> a meat raffle. A Marcus Bella <laughs> oh, meat raffle. Yeah. <gasps> Lovely. Marcus's meat raffle. There's a spin off. <laughs> Better than the beef show. <laughs> it's a spin off of something, Jim, but they will leave that there. But uh, yeah, my, my, my good friend, as you know, I went out to see. Uh, old Nicholas, and we, there was a photo of us outside the butchers, which was the first mm. going to get some of this Argentinian meat. And in the corner of this photograph, there was a man with a, a dead cow over his shoulder walking into the butchers, just wow. stopping up the place. Is Found it, one. It the rock <laughs> killed it. <laughs> cow was big. He must have been strong there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell you what, they don't mess around down there. <laughs> Did you muck in? Ah. Is it like a scene from Rocky? Well, we, we bought some of the cow. Yeah. So I like yeah. to think I've mucked in in a way, because right. if we didn't do that, the whole the whole system breaks down, doesn't it? Well done, mate. Yeah. You yeah. are an angel investor. Somebody needs <laughs> to find hell, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> an angel with a clean face. Yeah, <laughs> but now. yes, uh, it, yeah, indeed. Yeah, but so much has changed since I've um, since I've been away. You know, Paul Lambert's back. Ryan Giggs. <laughs> Football's it, been taken over by robots. Indeed, yeah. Ryan Giggs as Wales manager. Man City not unbeaten in Arsenal, losing to lesser opposition on the road and selling their best players. So much <laughs> has to changed. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to South America. Yeah. <laughs> they will have me back, Jim. It's <laughs> what they said to Nelson Vivas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Well, gentlemen, uh, let's start with uh, some some red hot FA Cup action because Chelsea uh, were in action indeed against Norwich City, and they uh, caused a little bit of v 
VAR controversy. Well, I say that's harsh to say Chelsea calls that controversy. Can I, can I, can I put it a slightly different way? Yes. Um, it was quite a boring game until... Chelsea completely lost their shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the referee lost his shit. It was and like, then VAR lost its shit. I got, I got to the point in the evening where, you know, it's going to extra time. It's going to, obviously it did eventually go to penalties. But I got to the point of the evening, which everyone in this room and beyond will be familiar with, where you've watched quite a boring game. Mm. It's getting to about 10 o'clock and you think, I can't get up for anything now. <laughs> yeah. it's, too, it's too late. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to a book and bed. And then all that started happening. I don't, my body didn't know how to react. It was like it football jet lagged me. Yeah. And before we knew it, we were back on the roller coaster. Chelsea players were diving all over the place. And yes, they were diving. Don't email in. And, uh, and it all went crazy. Mm. I enjoyed, bloody enjoyed the last portion mm. of that game. Yeah, yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? Did Willian dive? No, that was a penalty. No, that was a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Just to clarify that. Even, even seeing that in real time, though, that seems really obvious. Yeah. You know I mean, that seems a strange one to Jim, have become exactly. a lightning rod. But Jim, as someone in this room, I mean, let's not bog ourselves down with the VAR thing. We have talked about, about it on the constant, mm. um, so we don't need to do that. Um, but Jim, as a man in, in the room who's probably been, I don't know if your position's changed, but has probably been the most effusive in praise for the introduction of it. Did you not think, what chance have we got of getting this right and smoothly introducing it if... As, as we heard on the commentary, the VAR official decides that, um, oh, there was nothing wrong with that decision. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 well, a, it's a clear penalty. Was that, was that yeah. not the referee not choosing to use VAR Par- no, because par- he saw com- it? The commentator came on and said, uh, came over and said, oh, there's not, there's not a big, it's not a, a mad, what do they call it? He called it like a, 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 a miscarriage of justice or whatever, something right, like that, yeah, enough a, for it to be changed. That was right. I, I, I did hear that, didn't I? Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, I, I forget the exact wording of it, but it needs to be sort of like a clear and obvious decision, doesn't it? Right. That's I, right. I think that's an absolutely textbook example of that. And I guess the problem <laughs> is, it's just move the goalpost. You've put, you've put another block in the way of, of human error. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, I, I don't understand how anyone watching that, when we all saw it in real time and thought it was a penalty, I don't see how you look at that as a replay and think it's not. No. It's, it's baffling well, to me. This was one of the points that, that you know, I don't want to reiterate it because I said it yesterday on the continent, but it will cause even more frustration because mm. if the referee can't, you, you can't give the referee the benefit of the doubt with that kind of thing. You can't say, well, the, the speed of the game, the angry has... Yeah. When he's, he's looking right it, at it, isn't he? When he looks yeah. right at it and he thinks, <laughs> no, nah, or, or somebody in, in the stands or whatever is looking right at it through VAR and goes, no, nah, that's not a penalty. Yeah. He, that is when people well, say, oh, so come the, on. The, the problem yeah. is he was already going down, but he had every right to go down, et cetera, et cetera, because he wasn't yeah. tripped. Pete, the, the foot was there. He... He could easily win his team a penalty. The problem with how they administrate the actual rules of the, the laws of the game is um, that players have to throw themselves on the floor to get the penalty. No, when was the last time we got given a penalty when the player stood on his feet? Yeah, I can't it just think never of ha- It just never happens. Uh, uh, Some handball uh, ones. Uh, go on, yeah. go, okay, go ahead. What I was going to say, was, uh, we've had a very small pool of, um, of, of games that have had the VAR on it, so it could just be that this is an anomaly, or an anomaly, where they have just dropped an absolutely huge stinker and that the, won't be representative of The problem is it's, it an early, it's an early anomaly. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So. My fear is that Matt, did the referee see it go, I'm not quite sure, which to me is wrong because I thought it was a penalty, but it's easy for me to say. But did he see it and was his thought process, well, if I get this wrong, the VAR's going to pick it up, so mm-hmm. don't worry about it. If that is the case, dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. Well, it, it could make things worse in yeah. terms of referees being confident I mean, in their decisions. I mean, the, the first VAR decision, which was the um, offside in the match the the before, Inacho scoring the goal, um, like, it does undermine the linesman for the rest of the game. 
Yeah. Because if they basically say, well, he, he wasn't offside, you called it offside, uh, what can that linesman do? I mean, it's it, a mean. very new technology. You've got to sort of study how it affects the um, psyche of the actual officials as well, I, mm. I think, in a certain extent. Is, but is what, it... And also what I would say is, um, shall we have a female referee? Now nah, we'll do robots first. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, I think referees should just be Our last black referee was Uriah, Uriah Rennie. <laughs> now nah, we'll have some robots instead. Go Get ahead. some drones flying around the pitch <laughs> and, and we'll do it like that and Jonathan Pierce will be much happier. Is there, <laughs> is there a way to... Um, could, could the laws be interpreted in such a way that Pedro could be sent off for that dive <laughs> rather than just a yellow? Because that was really ungentlemanly conduct. Let's be fair. Let's be absolutely fair. I know, I know he eventually walked anyway, but he had to endanger the life of another player before he did Well, is that like there. the opposite of violent conduct? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like the yeah. other scale. I'm, 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 like sure I'm pretty sure there is an ungentlemanly conduct type. I'm, I think Definitely, there is. Yeah. And that is like, how, how dare you? How yeah. dare you try to make me believe that that was real? <laughs> and and also, that is very ungentlemanly. I'd also really love to know, it's probably not something we're going to be able to mention on the show, but I would really love to know exactly what Alvaro Morata said oh, yeah. to, get, to get the old red. <laughs> you don't see that happen very Strong. often. That is true. Yeah, I mean, it was Strong very work. quick red. I think, I think the referee had, had uh, he'd just given one red. He was booking players for diving you know, a fair few times, mm. obviously with the William one would be the obvious uh, example mm. and that, that one he got wrong. And then I think with Morata said something and it was just a case of, oh, it's a long knot, I've had enough. Yeah, well, maybe Morata's <laughs> going, that robot's better than you and it's shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Pierce is going, yeah, robots, robots. <laughs> I, think, I think though, well, Pete makes a good point, but it, it will underline the referee's assistant, aka the linesman. <laughs> so will we see in the future if, if there's a split offside decision, you look over to the line and he's just having a cigarette and goes, just look at VAR. Yeah, just look at it. Well, that's what, that's what I said though, like just, just if you could to have this kind of just have a referee on the field mm. to deal with fights and ju- and then just referee everything off the field. Oh, you have the you have the linesmen going up and down the side of the pitch like like the rabbits at racing tracks. <laughs> so there's like really setting fast. the pace. They, they and, stay and, in line and Raheem's some sort of speed after him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Imagine that maybe that, could that be workable? You understand computers? <laughs> I think it will be done with wires and chips, Pete. You yeah, need to probably. refine the idea, Jim. But I, come back and we'll listen to you. Right. Um, I actually thought because Norris scored the goal. Um, so late on. And it I was a God. lovely goal. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I wondered whether Chelsea thought, oh, I can't be asked for this. No, <laughs> they were already, I think they were already set on the idea they were going to close the game out. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to rouse yourself for another half an hour and then go even further than that and actually win it on penalties, I thought it was actually quite impressive. I, I, I th- I think Given they've had a lot of problems with goals recently mm. and there's been a lot of stuff behind the scenes going on that's probably mm-hmm. going to come out in the future. I think Conte would um, be was in a situation where he's like, I really don't want to risk any of my players. My, you know, he, threw, he threw his hard on, though. He threw, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. It's a, so throwing his hard on was like a, 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 des- a bit of a desperate, not really a desperate, but he really wanted to see that game out and it was yeah. annoying. They couldn't get past Gunn. It was firing on all cylinders. He was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed his, um, uh, his goalkeeping really stops. Yeah. yeah, but the most important one was from uh, Willie Caballero, of mm. course. Mm. He loves it, doesn't he? Nice the hero and a penalty shoot out again. I, I, um, <laughs> I don't know if it completely passed me by that Caballero had gone to Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. he's not, no, he's not I, even seen me. It's one of those I, I ones. I forgot about it. And yeah. It's, I just, yeah, it, I don't know why I love it. It's a, it's a weird uh, one where you get almost like a professional number two, but at a, at a series of really big clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Very specialist yeah. thing. Well, I think he's, sorry, Pete. It was just nice to see um, the the lawn Newcastle United lawn target for the uh, transfer window at Kennedy get a match oh yeah see what we're up against <laughs> get, get a loan he looks yeah. like another Ben Arthur doesn't he <laughs> it's all that she can afford get yeah. a loan yeah. you, you need a different type of loan kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah my definitely. goodness um, speaking of uh, people who were 
linked in some way, even before to Newcastle United, Andy Carroll. Terrible link. What? I'm a bit rusty. <laughs> <laughs> um, a bit talk- meaty, mate. Indeed, yeah. I've just, got the meat sweats. I, I've still got jet lag. I've got beef lag. Um, uh, Andy Carroll, is, has he gone to Chelsea yet? Is that, I, mean, I mean, amazing. I've only been away two and a half I'm enjoying, yeah. I'm enjoying austerity, Chelsea. Yeah. Just these I, stories, it's like, what? It I, does I seem like some sort of beef dream doesn't it <laughs> I, love, um, I love that Andy Carroll's Andy Carroll's like thought about it and thought you know what I haven't had my fingers burnt at Liverpool yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am going to go to the big club again and not play it's, uh, it's an Luke incredible Moore, I thing. said he's an excellent footballer <laughs> you have <laughs> said yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't play for England don't you so. <laughs> you've seen yeah. Craig, Craig Bellamy was laying into him in the wake of this saying that um, he's just you know from what he saw of him at Liverpool he just doesn't have the uh, the attitude to do this because he apparently he, he started training rich. heavily in the, the gym when he was coming back from injury and then started feeling stiff from the gym so stopped going to the gym which is, you know, for a professional footballer, is absolutely incredible. Mm. And that there's talk that he's reporting an ankle injury and West Ham can't find anything with the scans, which might be because he doesn't want to play so he can get this move through. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know what Andy Carroll's body is like, but most footballers pretty much have some sort of knock all the time, don't they? Yeah. There's constantly something that doesn't feel completely yeah. right because of what you do. But I get the impression some players can consider that to mean that they are injured and, and, and need recovery time and maybe Andy Carroll's one of those people maybe he's like his head isn't right enough to accept that as part of what he has to do and just and just soldier on so you do get players as far as I understand it you do get players with different attitudes to towards injury and to mm. whether they feel they can play and I, pain almost I remember that um, someone said to me once that Arian Robin mm. would always I mean I don't know if it's still the case now but would always refuse to play he wasn't like 100% right but then you mm. hear um, other players was it Dayan Lovren recently said if you've waited till you're 100% fit you would never play a game yeah. so but I mean you, Andy Carroll has got has got a body I think because he's we're gonna, we, we, we can all agree we can confirm that absolutely no next subject move on <laughs> all right, no. and Andy Carroll does have you know he plays in quite a high impact position in a, in a, in a high impact sport and he's he's a big unit. He's put a lot mm. of pressure on his joints over and over again. It's not a coincidence that he um, that he's um, he's always out injured, and and that's really what why it's surprising that that Chelsea would want him because clearly he's got something to offer. Right, Conte doesn't really. I mean, Morata's out of form. He looks bereft of confidence. He's finding it hard. Mm. He started off well, but he's finding it hard to adjust. He doesn't rate Bashaway. What he wants to, wants him gone. He doesn't really he have. He tried his... to get in Urente, didn't he? Yeah, I yeah. think he did. So, yeah, so he, he, I know Urente like... has a bit more to his game than, say, Andy Carroll, but Carroll's still a decent player. But I, I, you I, can I, see why he may. He's, he's being linked with, with Urente now. Right. And that, that's come alive again. But I can't see Spurs I, 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 I do, to Chelsea. I do sort of think you look at um, how, uh, how useful Fellaini's been for Manchester United. They'd probably just use him like that. Just yeah. a wrecking ball kind of like chaos kind of figure and in the last not? It's good well, that there's a place for those players. Give him, give him some knockdowns. Lovely. I, I think, think, it's I think, a good I think idea. the problem is though, and, and I'm not, I'm, I'm sort of trying to separate the argument out a bit. Carroll has got something to offer. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. But the point is he can't... If he, he can stay fit. He's played about 45... He's, I think he's made about 45 starts for West Ham in mm. the last three or four seasons. So he's, but he's not someone who's all, mm. always available. That's the problem. And I know that Chelsea are in this new era now where they want to balance the books and all the rest of it. And maybe that's why they're not going after Aubameyang, for example, who is available and mm. who is a top-flight striker and can really push Morata. Um, but to me, it seems strange they're going for, for Carroll. And to me, maybe it's a cost-cutting exercise because he's not mm. going to be, relatively speaking, as much money as, as someone else would well, be. Well, Chelsea and did it, get... Oh, sorry. Well, I imagine, like, contract-wise, he 
possibly might be not on a pay to play, but maybe if he's injured, he doesn't get quite as much money as he usually would get. I don't know. I don't know which stupid football agent would actually sign that kind of deal. But with Andy Carroll, it's a concern. And I mm. think um, if you're Chelsea and you're trying to save money, you could possibly save a bit of money with a deal like that. Possibly. Well, even without Andy Carroll, which they're going to be without this weekend, uh, Chelsea popped down to Brighton this weekend, and the Seagulls are nine to two to upset the Apple Cart uh, with Bet Three Six Five and do the business. Ten pound returns, fifty five pound including stake. Mm. Well, Chelsea. I've, I've seen seagulls upset an apple cart in Brighton as well, and it is, yeah. not, it is not pretty. <laughs> no, They're vicious. They are vicious. Yeah. We want to say, uh, see that. But um, uh, Chelsea did get Ross Barkley, of course, and uh, they will be relieved because um, the mayor of Liverpool, the mayor of Liverpool, <laughs> Joe Anderson, not some bloke on Twitter, the mayor of Liverpool. Um, obviously, I think <laughs> well, he might be on Twitter as well. No, but he's just not some bloke on Twitter. But he could be both. I'm just saying it's not mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, based on his actions, he's very much both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so others may not define him as that, but perhaps we will because uh, his request, of course, for a police inquiry about that transfer has been turned down according to the police and, and everybody else who glanced at this. Uh, no evidence that a criminal offence has occurred. So yeah. there we are. All right. He's been put to bed. Yeah, an, an excellent use of, of didn't, time. Did, I liked, didn't need to be working up, woken up really. <laughs> I like, I like, in fifty years' time, who knows? The secrets may. Like, the mayor also said he realised what he'd done. I think, yeah. and, and I think, he, but he tried to say too face. late. No, he said he said I've had res- I've had a response from the police saying I don't think there's anything criminal. <laughs> Why? Why but, are you wasting our time? But hang on a minute, Pete. Right. I think you're going to have egg on your face in a moment. Okay. But they said they have written to the Football Association to let them know that if their own investigations on earth anything, just let just let us know. Just yeah. let us know. Yeah. It sounds like a sort of Jeez. regional cop show, doesn't it? A detective that's also a mayor. <laughs> uh, you can imagine him calling up and going, no, but I'm the mayor. Yeah. You should really do it. I've seen these 80s American films. Mm-hmm. You should be doing what I say. <laughs> I'm oh, I love your badge. I'm and get- you go. We haven't got a gun. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm getting a lot of pressure from the pen pushers at City Hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're all fired. Is yeah. he the mayor of Everton? Yeah. Maybe that's where the um, <laughs> confusion it, it, has arisen. It, it, it did tell him he said in every single news report, Mayor of Liverpool and lifelong Evertonian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Took well, well, there we are. Uh, let's yeah. move on to Manchester United. Jose Mourinho and Manchester United have, have all but signed Alexis Sanchez at the time of recording. If that deal collapses, no doubt it will do the moment we turn the microphones off <laughs> yeah. or something uh, will happen. But, um, but, it, but presuming they get Sanchez, because even Wenger admitted today it's likely to happen, Mourinho will be rather pleased with himself because this was a player that Manchester City have wanted. Yeah. Now, Manchester City have dropped their interest. OK, fair enough. But the fact is, at some point, recently, they wanted him and it looks like Manchester United um, are going to have it. And Mourinho, that's a big win for him. Guardiola was like... He said he didn't want to play for us anymore. He wasn't dedicated. It's such a weird... Why wouldn't they push the ball out? If you bought him on the open market, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, and he was in contract, he'd be like a £100 million player, yeah. surely, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. I f- I find Very it, strange I find it. I find Sanchez and his agent's actions, as far as I understand them, quite distasteful because Alexis Sanchez and his agent have essentially known that there's a deal there to Man City, but they've, mm. been, they've remained open to, to Man United, where, of course, they're going to get more money because Man United are going to offer them a, a ridiculous mm. amount of money. I think, I think City balked a bit at the agent fee and right. the signing-on fee and different bits and pieces. It's, I find it distasteful because if you're Alexis Sanchez, you've got enough money, right? You've got a chance to be a part of a... And with respect to Man United, they're not going to win the league this season. Well, they're 12 points behind, and we've seen them overturn a 12-point deficit before. I will put... That is true. That is (laughs) is rude. I will put any amount of money on it. Not missed you. But but, um, Sanchez has got a chance to be a part of a great... Potentially a great squad. Mm. Uh, A Champions League winning squad. Mm. All the things that he whinged about at Arsenal. Yeah, almost (laughs) almost be a part of a legacy which has never occurred at that club before. Now, I know Mm. they've won a few different 
bits and pieces, but they've never had a proper legacy city yes, but in the modern he, age. But he would also be playing, if I can cut in for a sec, he'd also be playing uh, for, a, for a fantastic side who have got players in every position and he would have to very much compete for his place. He might not be guaranteed a starting uh, position, and he's experienced this under Pep Guardiola before. True. So yeah. that, will, that will be in his mind as well. But I, I take the point. But at Manchester United, he'd probably be the best player, or at least one of well, the Well, he'd, he'd be the big dog. Well, along, with, along like, with Pogba, yeah. Yeah. But, but also, you would think, though, that he'll play with more freedom at City. You know, the, the system would genuinely suit him so much better. Mm. And I, I, I don't know how Mourinho is planning to accommodate him. Obviously, Mourinho is very good at getting in players' ears and making them feel very, very wanted when he wants them. So, you know, that's, perhaps that's not how he's viewing it. But it does, from a football point of view, it seems like a strange choice as well. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think that's right. Part of his reasons for moving is a colossal payday. And yeah. he's, oh, mate, the and money's he's, unreal. He's going to get it and he, you know, he, he probably deserves it. This is probably going to be, this will be his biggest contract. 29 he's, years he's old. He's 29 yeah. years old. He's probably got... Like two more, um, two more contracts in him um, at that kind of level of, of cash. So yeah, no, whatever. Go this for it, is, this, this Go will for probably it. be the last one. Well, this, will Go the, for it, this will be the, the bigger big of those two. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the big daddy. Yeah, and then PSG. The, well, man, the Man United. I'm sorry, the Man United. The Manchester Evening News um, is reporting that he's going to be only 25.5 million a year. Lovely old job. Before isn't it? tax um, at, at, at United. Let's mm. tax him. Let's it's hit like, him with the old tax it's like, man. It's like 490 grand a week before tax or something. Phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to invest in a podcast for tax purposes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it when you read out that sum of money, everyone just takes a second to go. It's the words a week. I know, right. <laughs> a week. No, yeah. no, but no other people, apart from footballers, measure yeah. themselves in weekly That's right. wages. It's like sometimes in the, in the tabloids, if they like break it down to a day, an hour, an hour a, a second, minute. Yeah. This man. Yeah. Oh, you hear that? How much is that in Kit Kats? Yeah. Yeah. I, can, yeah. I can burp 50 quids worth of Sanchez's money. <laughs> um, <laughs> the most disappointing thing for me was when I made that bold Morsradamus prediction about Mourinho leaving the club. Yeah. Apparently he's going to sign a new contract. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I, so it'll be even more surprising when he goes. I was right? going to say, <laughs> When I heard that prediction, when I was listening from afar, I thought, oh, I like that. And I, and I will back Luke. And mm. then I saw that Mourinho is about to sign a contract extension uh, that runs until 2021. But then, as Luke says, sometimes that doesn't mean too much with uh, no, these I, kind of situations. I, I, I like that you, so you thought to yourself, I like that. And then I saw all the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> but also, and now I don't like that. Until we walked into the courtroom, I was with you. Yeah. You, you, you said yourself, you come back, Paul, Ma- Paul Lambert's managing Stoke. Football's weird. It is. Yeah, football's <laughs> very weird. In two months, this will, it will all be different. It's, you know? it's yeah. incredibly true. Uh, Man, another weird thing, Man United away to Burnley this weekend. They only played them a few weeks ago. Mm. It's that little funny one, isn't it? You, mm. you often get a fixture or two like that in, in the league. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Burnley, they're not scoring um, too many goals at the moment, of, of course. But uh, one of the few times this season they did score two goals uh, or more in a game was at Old Trafford. Ah. It was at Old Trafford. Um, but, yeah, but, so, but they're not scoring too many. Man United aren't conceding many. So um, it's, uh, it's all odds on for a classic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Burnley have really improved, as has been mentioned. They've been uh, they've really improved their form away from home. But more recently, they've not been that good. They're having a bit of a, a quite Burnley sized wobble, as you would expect, given how yeah. high they've been flying so far this mm. season. But they're eleven to two to beat Man United at Turf Moor this weekend. So ten pound on that with Bet Three Six Five will return sixty five pound, including stake. Do you think that that's uh, just the case that you know they had a very very good run at an early time in the season that has kind of perhaps disguised their, their realistic level. And that's mm. kind of just sort of... You know, well, that's what it has. They're, st- they're still in a decent position. If you take Watford, for example, they've obviously dropped off quite a bit. And I think 
you know, Palace, who, who obviously started horrendously, are only, what, a point behind mm. Watford, or certainly a point or two behind yeah, Watford, no, something right. like that. Yeah. So um, you're right about Burnley, but they're still uh, in, what are they, seventh or eighth position, yeah. so it's not all bad. I did find a very good stat. You'll love this, Pete. You love, a, you love an insightful stat yeah. going into this game. So this will be Sean Dyche's uh, 100th Premier League match as a manager, right? And the last three managers whose 100th match uh, in the Premier League came against Man United have all won them. Should be Mick McCarthy with God. Wolves, Roy Hodgson with Fulham, and Steve McLaren with Middlesbrough. So why even turn up Man United? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Digging that out. Like, I know. Goodness. Like what kind of variable on a database does that? Like how have they pulled that out of their ass? I, like, I love um, I love Sean Dyche's like dogged determination to stick to what he wants to do because the Premier League is always like market is the, the most entertaining league in the world, and you know you never know what you're going to get. Burnley played 23, scored 19, conceded 20. There That's how we do it. <laughs> That's how we do it around this part of the world. He, Thank you very much. He does what he wants. And that was backed up by former Bristol City striker Soren Anderson uh, recently, who said in the media um, about Sean Dyche, who he used to play uh, with at uh, Bristol City, former teammates, of course. He reckons uh, Dyche has his gravelly voice because he used to eat earthworms. Yeah, a few this people is... emailed that. Yeah, I mean, I don't that know how that could be phenomenal. the case, though, because yeah, earthworms are strange. very smooth, aren't they? Yeah, no, yeah. but they're likely to be covered in dirt and perhaps grit and gravel. So yeah, if you eat you... enough of them, you're perhaps going to damage your vocal cords. You'd give them a rinse, wouldn't you? I'd, well, <laughs> if you're thinking that far ahead, surely you don't eat them at all. Yes. You'd yeah. give them a rinse. I'd give it a rinse with me. Well, well, have you seen the, the actual the, the quote from yeah. this? Have you seen the story? It's and, Anderson said, every time we trained, he used to eat worms. It was like, whoops, there's a worm, and then he ate it. Which is... <laughs> Which that's demented behaviour. It gives the impression that that's a compulsion. And I mean, would, <laughs> would, would we then have seen that in a match? If oh, like, you like, get earthworms in a, in a, on a football <gasps> pitch? I don't know. You yeah, wouldn't on Deso now, but maybe back in the day you would. But maybe it's a ploy from Dyche to, to do it in front of the manager, so the manager thinks, I ain't dropping him, he's mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd go crazy Actually, if I drop what, him. One of the other quotes was, uh, there, there were always these worms around, and everybody always commented on it as being disgusting and complained a bit. So I think maybe it was a kind of provocation, and to show us that it wasn't something we should focus on or care about, he just ate one or two. Oh, because that, that'll be off yeah. mind, wouldn't it? But in, in, the same, in the same sense, though, what a leader. Now you know, I'm worried about you, everywhere. I will destroy the worms for you and we will kick on. But on the other side of that, Jim, it's like, oh, yeah, that'll make you forget about worms. A bloke yeah. eating them, that's going to make me remember it more. And every time I see a worm, I'm going to be reminded of bloody worms. Yeah. yeah. I don't, won't pass him in case he sees a worm. Yeah. Do you want to see my earthworm? No. Maybe they're still in there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe them wriggling around is what oh, creates that sound. Oh dear. Well, it's probably really good, good for you. Speaking of... Uh, probably really good for you. Marginal gains, mate. Yeah. Protein. Protein. Yeah, it is protein. You know, protein. Just, like, just like Argentinian steak. Probably protein. very lean protein. Speaking <laughs> yeah, of a lean protein, man. <laughs> Speaking of lean protein and wriggly things, it's time for correspondence with that man, Pete Donaldson. It is time for correspondence with that man, Pete Donaldson. I Pete. was actually going to do a little bit of um, Sean Dyche, thanks to John John Kershaw, but we've covered that. How do you feel of being back in the email chair? Um, it's confusing. I don't like it. No. I'm, I'm adjusting to so many new ideas. Yeah. It's only been a couple of, a couple of shows, but never mind. Yeah, this chair system we've got is very confusing. <laughs> I can't believe you're sat in a chair shaped like a, an, an email. <laughs> <laughs> a big fax machine. Uh, Freddie the Pompey fan has been in touch. Um, he really enjoyed Angus Gunn uh, making some great saves against Chelsea on Wednesday night. I was informed uh, that his father, Brian Gunn, a legendary Norwich keeper himself, of course, had opened the original fur seal pool at Banham Zoo in Norfolk. Nice an in- one. An enclosure, I've been told by my zoo nerd father, is rather pleasant. That's a nice one, that. That's a nice yeah. one, isn't it? That's lovely. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James Beer says on Tuesday night, Reading, a team who have played in blue and white since their inception, took on Stevenage at the Majeski Stadium. For some reason, unbeknownst to everyone apart from the uh, uh, Stevenage kit man, he brought along their blue away kit to the game, <laughs> clashing with Reading's home kit. That's the excellent. first half went ahead with uh, John Daddy Budvarsson. Um, scoring a couple of goals in Reading's blue and white home kit. Whilst the first half was being played, Reading's kit man went back to the training ground, retrieving their orange away jerseys to wear for the second half. In the second half, and a fresh orange jersey, and in a fresh orange jersey, Bodvarsson scored another, completing his hat-trick, scoring different goals in the same game in two different jerseys. That's Whoa. amazing. That's big, isn't it? That's now, a there's great, a stat I can get behind. Great bit of trivia. Can you recall any instances where... Play- well, no, is the answer there, James. <laughs> like, definitely uh, not. Uh, what have we got? We've got an email from Tony Kale. Oh, go on, Tone. Yeah. yeah. Tony Kale. Like <laughs> oh, okay. Tony Kale. So is that like a vegetarian Tony Gale? <laughs> um, I'm not listening, subscribing to this podcast anymore. You've met... I've got some music for this, hang on. <laughs> I'm not listening or subscribing to this podcast anymore. You've made far, far too many anti-Trump comments. I ignored the first couple because I enjoyed the show so much. It's absurd since this is a football podcast based in the UK. If I was listening to any other podcast that was US-based, then I, of course, would not be shocked by triggered liberals making comments against President Trump. Believe me, I'm used to the bombardment of lies slash brainwashing that the liberal media spews out. However, I listen to football podcasts like yours to escape that extremely biased media I have to deal with here in the US. But I can't escape it, I guess. It's funny. If it wasn't for Brexit, then I'd worry all the Brits were triggered liberals like you guys. I strongly suggest... Just, you keep politics out of your show. Tony Kale there. Uh, Just a chat. Hit me back. This is Stan. Tony Gale's really gone down. Wow. Tony Gale. Yeah. I can't believe Tony Gale's got time for that. Stuff. Veggie Gale. Mm. <laughs> Unbelievable. The great Alex thing is, we, the one thing we do know about email complainers is that he will absolutely listen to this show. <laughs> yeah. So you'll hear that. And probably keep listening. Thank yeah. you for your email, Tony. You and, weirdo. Uh, if you want to get involved, he's not a weirdo. Well, he is a weirdo. Show at thefootballramble.com <laughs> if you want to get involved. That's show at thefootballramble.com. And we can talk about whatever the fuck we want, to be quite frank, Tony. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> Ah, ah, let's make the football ramble great again in the second half after this. I'm triggered! Ah! A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Donaldson, where's your trousers? Oh, they're covering his bottom, Jim White. Now, mm. uh, in the January transfer window thus far, Arsenal have sold uh, Theo Walcott, Francois Coquelin, 
Uh, and uh, Lexus Sanchez is impending. Uh, is it, is it Francois? I thought it was Francis. It is Francis. It is okay, Francis. right. Okay. It's French in him. Francois Mitterrand. You can, <laughs> you can never have too much French. I don't think so. <laughs> as, as Arsene would say, probably, yeah. presumably. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. Frankie um, Cox. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. la. <laughs> Um, Vega said that this transfer window has been more disturbing and destabilising for Arsenal than any other one. Yeah. Jim, is is it encouraging that now um, the Emirates Stadium is finished? Sorry. I've just realised you have a mocking Arsenal stance. I get into that. Oh, you? You move into a particular bit of body language. It's like the come and get me aardvark. Chest goes out, head goes up. It's weird, sorry. Sometimes I think I'm so used to this. And it's not your fault. That's the most annoying yeah. thing. I don't know what I'd do with that Arsenal sometimes. <laughs> well, so before you make your point, we should just give this a little bit of uh, colour as well. Oh, really? Can I really just say it? Well, allow me. Okay. Because, right, okay. because, you know, the sole theory of Coquelin, obviously, and Alexis Sanchez is, is about to go. No word on, on Mkhitaryan just yet. Um, but Arsenal, they have uh, brought in Greek defender Kostantinos uh, uh, Mavropanos from PS, uh, PAS Giannina. And mm. he's got a, a few uh, caps at under 20. Level yes. for Greece. So I just wanted to, yeah, you know, it's true. Yeah, straight, straight out on yeah, exactly. As we said, one, straight out on loan, one <laughs> yeah. for the future. No, he's actually yeah. keeping him now. He impressed in training. So oh, is he? he impressed in um, training. Yeah. He bought him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Oh, he's I thought done. we bought a right old. Bonfire, yeah, dumpster fire. <laughs> anyway, Luke. Well, maybe that's what he's doing. He's trying to undermine the next guy. Oh, he's got two legs and everything. Right, Luke's been very patient. Off yeah. you go. I'm, I'm char- uncharacteristically patient. <laughs> Jim, I just wanted to know. It's a very sincere question. It's no, there's not a load of question or anything. Very, very sincere. Are you pleased now the Emirates is finished at Arsenal can financially compete at the Premier <laughs> League? Uh, yeah, delighted, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's all yeah. worked out brilliantly. It has. It's all, all gone entirely, entirely to plan. This this Mavropanos um, uh, defender who's been signed. Mm. The way that, that Marcus said that, and Pete, you're right to pick up on it. It does, it does make it feel like to me that like that him and Steve Boulder watching him on the train and going, hey, he's good. It's not a kinder, <laughs> surpri- it's not a kinder surprise. <laughs> oh, good, I didn't yeah. get a crazy crocodile. I'll keep that. He's got one right foot and one left foot. <laughs> do, 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 football, do some football clubs like Chelsea and Arsenal have they looked at the kind of the rental market in property? I thought if you buy property and you rent it out, you can make money. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't work. Buy to, buy to rent footballers, yeah. <laughs> Loaning it out, it doesn't work yeah. that way. All, all, all clubs do it though, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I this, this is a two separate parts of the transfer policy. Yeah. Um, one of which is on fire, admittedly, um, <laughs> not in a good way. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, like you got yeah. you got Mesut Özil eye in the last uh, helicopter of Hanoi. Yeah. Imagine was. that conversation. <laughs> See ya, uh, Arsenal. We're on fire at the moment. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We are actually yeah, yeah. on fire. Oh, yeah. The warehouse that contains just plastic and fireworks is. No. Is no. rapidly going down. I, I would say fire would um, suggest a catalyst yeah. rather than just yeah. a, a calcification, so to speak. <laughs> a calcification <laughs> of Arsenal. Yeah, well, yeah. it's just yeah. a grinding to a halt, isn't it? Like like um, arthritis, like the arthritic. Yeah. I know what calcification means, Pete. Well, why are you su- why are you questioning me then? Funny, isn't it? Now Dad's back. <laughs> yeah, come along. Don't the fight. airing of grievances. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not fight. Let's at least be happy for Theo Walcott. Mm, yeah. Okay, because he's now up against uh, Aaron Lennon for competition for places at Everton, <laughs> which is wonderful, isn't it, really? Yeah, I, 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 saw, I saw a little um, stats showing how many um, assists and goals um, Theo Walcott got asked. And, well, of course, you know, it's, it's a decently, reasonably impressive yeah. number. Mm. But I mean, he was there for like 48 seasons. He was there for 12 years, but his, yeah. his goal's something like one in four, which, you know, Roughly isn't, isn't terrible. But I think, like, the, the thing with Walcott, I think, that really sort of has shadowed his career at Arsenal, and I, hope, I really hope for his sake that he can move away from this and that people allow him to move away from and this. And fulfil his potential, Jim. Well, well, quite, but that's <laughs> it. There's this idea that he's been a disappointment in, in his career in general, and that is because, you know, he was expected to, to perform at a very, very high level from the age of 16 years 
years old. The World Cup thing didn't help him at all, and I think that's that had such a long-reaching negative effect. And do you know whose fault you know, it is? Harry Redknapps. No, it is Harry Redknapps. Sven. Yeah, well, and, but, absolutely. But before that, it was Redknapp. Really, Redknapp had him at Southampton and was bigging him up over and over again. Yeah, he but he said loads of stuff about it. Was him. The, yeah, the it fee was, was in the reported as being high as well, wasn't it? About I think the fee was reported as being sixteen million with add-ons, which then was uh, so much money for a sixteen-year-old. So all of those things conspired to give this impression of Walcott, which is he's, he's pretty unfair on him. And I, I just hope he kicks on at Everton. I think it, I think he'll do well there. I think he's got nineteen goals last. He season, did. Yeah, I mean, I think that's his second best return uh, as an Arsenal player. He got yeah. twenty-one one season as well. He said Wayne Rooney was a big factor in his move to. Everton. Mm. He, was, he was chatting to old uh, Rooney, which uh, which I think is quite nice. Yeah. The old yeah. England uh, contingent there. You love it when England get the band back together in any context. <laughs> I think I do. Will, will, um, will Rooney sort of, does, is that kind of um, indicative of how Rooney is going to mature as uh, a footballer, will he move upstairs and become like a like an ambassador? <laughs> I thought to you meant Everton? W- does, does Rooney need someone to do all his running for him? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were Same going with that. Pretty, yeah, sort of a piggyback sort of situation. Yeah, I could see yeah. Rooney being an ambassador for Everton, definitely. Yeah. Already yeah. is, you could argue. Yeah, and he's scoring goals as well. My he's goodness, getting players in by the sounds of it, spoiling them. What a deal that they've got. Um, but yes, uh, going back to Arsenal, Aubameyang's been linked there. So we'll see how that one yeah. plays out, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, Mkhitaryan, though, if they can get him, what? The, that, then you s- sort of think, will he step on Özil's toes? Is Özil off as well? It's, it, it's, it's a, a tangled web. If if this transfer window ends with Sanchez and Walcott going and Mkhitaryan and, and Aubameyang coming in, I mean that. that that's, I mean that's not a bad squad. Still, it's going to take me a while to get my head around how yeah. that how that all works. But you're right, Mkhitaryan and Özil play in similar positions. I, I, I don't know how that would work. So, so do um, Aubameyang and Lacazette. Well, quite yeah, but I think you know, <laughs> so it's like it's not. It doesn't really. I mean, I, I and I know I don't mean this to sound like I'm just jumping on Arsenal every time, but. It is a it is a good bunch of names to have in there, and it's a good talented group of players. But it's not it was not what you could call a, a coherent strategy. Quite. No defensive midfielder, Luke. No, right. Mm. Yeah. That seems to have just been like put on the back burner permanently. It's no good. It's no good signing the player of the quality of Aubameyang if it means you have to farm Lacazette out wide, mm. and he just and he's, he becomes even worse than he is at the moment. I think it's more likely that actually it would be Aubameyang out, Maybe, out yeah. wide because of his because of his pace. But you'd leave that one to Wenger. Yeah. Um, in, in other Mesut Ozil related news, he's going to speak at the Oxford Union in February. Yeah, that's a surprising one. He's very very camera shy, isn't he? You don't see mm. him interviewed a lot, and apparently there's talk that he's not particularly comfortable in English, which I assume must have changed but if he's uh, doing this. Be, they would have a, he would probably speak in, in German, you would imagine, they have a translator, because uh-huh. Diego Maradona spoke there in 1995. He yeah. did a lot of things. Yeah, I remember there was a story <laughs> that he um, he was presented with an honorary doctorate, and it was for something like uh, Inspiring Dreams or something like that. Oh, yeah. And apparently... At Oxford, though! Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if... Um, if I've seen any video footage, or this is anecdotal, but someone said he was doing like keeping ups with a ping pong ball up on stage and stuff, <laughs> and really like having a lovely old time. Play your strengths. Yeah, I know. Right? I brought me mate along. Say. Yeah, I brought me mate along. He'll, he'll uh, do the talk. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think it, it, you don't need to say too many words. Was it Winston Churchill who spoke at the Oxford Union once and just just stood up and went, "Never give up, never give up, never give up," or something like that, and then walked off. No. And, and some people were like, I feel a bit short-changed there, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I just sort of get what he's saying, I'm yeah. not too sure about that one. Yeah. If, that, if, if it wasn't like the Oxford Union... Yeah, maybe Ozil was, was just going to say, be yourself, and then go home. <laughs> Always try and play a through ball. Yeah. Um, and, and there we are. Well, Arsenal... Can against... I assist you? <laughs> Arsenal up against uh, Roy the Boy and his Palace posse mm. on Saturday. Palace only lost twice in their last 14 league matches. This and those an... were matches against Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. This is another one that happened recently. Yeah, right. So yeah, it's yeah, a funny yeah. little quirk, that. But yeah, um, going to be a tough game. But um, Arsenal have Laurent Koscielny, Nacho Monreal and, and Ozil himself all, all back in contention, which makes a huge difference to that team. But Palace are... Um, they're not a, not a 
prospect you want to come up against at the moment? Oh. Yeah, Crystal Palace have lost one of their last six and find themselves in 12th in the Premier League and are now 19-4 to with Bet365 to win at the Emirates this weekend. £10 will return £57 and 50 pence, including steak. Yeah, Big Veng's back in the dugout, is he not, after serving his, uh, his ban for calling mm-hmm. Mike Dean a disgrace? Yep. I, I enjoyed things. him. I can't remember which um, it might have been. Did he play Everton? Am I going mad? Who? Recently? Arsenal. Uh, in, during his ban, I can't remember. Either no, way, they, he played, was, they played Chelsea and. Oh, it was Chelsea. It was Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, at, and he was booting hell out. They played Bournemouth and Forest. He yeah. was booting hell out of uh, the back of uh, somebody's chair really? when he was getting angry because <laughs> he had to sit down. Just, <laughs> one, of the, one of the newspapers, I was on the radio to the newspaper roundup mm. that particular morning after an Arsenal game. One of the newspapers might have been the Times, weirdly enough, did like a full page spread of a guy in the crowd watching Wenger watching the game. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he said one of the most boring things I've ever seen committed to newspapers. Too much news. I know, right? It's not enough incredible, news. Incredible, incredible Not stuff. enough news, too much, too much to fill, I yeah, guess. Too, too much, much space. Paper. Indeed, yeah. Well, we could do with a little bit more detail uh, with regards to Newcastle United and Mike Ashley of late because he's come out and said there was no deal with Amanda Staveley and that attempts to reach a deal have proved to be exhausting, frustrating and a complete waste of time. Huh. Has he, oh, has he read the T's and C's on the season ticket? <laughs> <laughs> this will be exhausting oh, and a waste of time. Weeks ago, Peter, we thought that Christmas had... Uh, come yeah, later early come later early yeah. and, and now it looks like big old Ashley another, another page <laughs> it was like I think it was 10 years to the day that Keegan took charge and Keegan said never trust Mike Ashley never trust Mike Ashley <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> to do anything. Well, this could put Benitez in position in further Well, doubt. if I was Benitez, I'd be walking out the door right now, to be honest, because it's clear that Mike Ashley doesn't want to spend any money. Like As I said, the only um, positive acquisition seems to be Kennedy on a loan deal from Chelsea. I mean... I'm sorry, Pete. I just think you're so ungrateful. <laughs> 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 Possibly scored the same amount of league goals as Cristiano Ronaldo this Yeah, season. good point, good point. Yeah, you're right. But, I'm, um... I'm eating humble pie about Hossley. <laughs> Uh, are you are you gutted about this, Peter, or do you just think I? I just never, I, th- I never yeah. truly thought it was in the office. I'm, you I'm can't me, be I'm gutted on individual items when you spend your life being consistently gutted. <laughs> like yeah. Look, but to be fair to Peter, he has consistently <laughs> said that he didn't really think this would go through, knowing how how Newcastle work. And Did we sound that on his wedding worked. day about his wife? <laughs> I never thought this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, sure I am a reprehensible individual. Pete, have you had a lovely wedding day? Well, I'll probably be divorced this time next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just taking a day at a time, really. Oh, do you want to cut the cake? I'll probably cut myself. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, what a shame. What a shame. What a shame. Hey, what a shame. There but we are. But it's, it's, a, it's an interesting PR war, this, <laughs> because I naturally fall down the side of the Staveley camp because of what I've heard, different bits and pieces. Mm. And and, I, and and they've said, as far as I'm aware, they've said there's still a deal on the table and we've not heard back from the Ashley camp about this. The first thing we've heard is this stuff in the press. Now, mm. of course, they might not be telling the truth, but at the same time, there's still no reason for Amanda Stavey to be photographed in the crowd at St. James's Park. Mm. If you want to do a deal, do a deal. I mean, I'll, mm. I'll come down the side of what Simon Jordan said. He's obviously a man not without fault. Well, but, you always do come but, down on but his he's, side. Well, I don't mind. I don't well, mind well Simon, he blamed the Newcastle fans for not liking Ashley because he's Cockney, which is just bollocks. No, but I, I, well, that's fine. I don't agree with that. But the particular issue uh, I was going to talk about was that Simon Jordan, who doesn't know about owning clubs because he's owned a Premier League club, said... If you if you really want to do a deal, go and do a deal. Don't you don't have to sit in the crowd. Yeah, and it, be it, seen. It, it, this yeah. never had to be a news story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, exactly new, which right. makes me think it was Mike Ashley's gig to start with. That whole crap about selling the club and all that stuff. Bottom line is, he cannot possibly whether you can budget for players or not. You can't budget for a third. Uh, relegation in 10 years you just can't no. Like the, the, that's just not the way to run a club so you can't wait until next month when the TV money comes in you've got to put your hand in your pocket now uh, and, and if they don't put their hand in their pocket to the tune of say 30 million Rafa's going to be out the door because that's what I'd be doing mm. 
the strangest thing for me and about then the Keggy will the, be back. And then yeah, Keggy will be back. Third coming. The, the, yeah, the, the oddest thing for me about the whole kind of PR war that seems to be happening between the two parties is the talk that um, when when Amanda Staveley met Mike Ashley in the the Indian restaurant in in Hampstead. Um, Ashley wasn't expecting her to be there and it wasn't supposed mm. to be a scheduled business meeting and he just goes there with his wife and you just wonder what is the story behind that? Who is, who's pulling the strings on this? Like, is it Staveley's camp making it look how, like they're in yeah. talks when they're not and why would Ashley deny it if they're not? It's all so confusing. It's, it's, how do we know so what's... classically new. <laughs> but it's, but it's, how but do we know what's true and what isn't? The, th- the, things that, the thing that like makes me a little bit sad is the people who have to write about this every hour of the day like the Lee Riders and the, and the other people who work for like Chronicle and stuff like that. Like, they have to write about Newcastle United every hour of the day yeah. And do those kind of um, clickbait headlines. Yeah. Stavely has been spotted here, and then you click on it. It's like oh, Stavely went to prep for a dinner. Like yeah. it's just I mean, they have to write. About, they have to write about We're nothing choice. and truly nothing. Just just hot air and stuff. Like for for, for every hour of the day, it's right. sad, man. Makes you want to vomit in a fireplace, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. <laughs> what about this though, Pete? <laughs> Newcastle are sixty-six to one to win the issues FA Cup with bet three six five to ten pound will return six hundred and seventy pound, including stake. Yeah. And I know for a fact that you think it's very likely to happen. So make it that what you will. <laughs> well, they're playing. Uh, they're playing Chelsea in the next round. So it depends yeah. on what team turns up as well, isn't it? Well, they're playing Man City on the weekend. Kennedy yeah. will be cup tied. <laughs> he will be. He will be. <laughs> but we know Man City are beatable now. Turning our attention to the Premier League. Well, now. Newcastle were closer than most to uh, you know keeping the score down. Yeah. Well, you by just packing their box. Fabian Delft out. <laughs> yeah. Just you just think can you know what Mo Salah. Mane and Firmino do be replicated by a Hosselu. Yeah, exactly. Can, yeah. can, they, and, can he and bring and it Christian Atsu <laughs> and Rolando Aaron? I don't confident. think New, Newcastle are as good as Liverpool. <laughs> you reckon? It's no. unlikely. We're better at defending. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's unlikely that Newcastle will inflict defeat on Manchester City in their own house. No. Um, but, uh, but, you know, we, we don't know for sure at this moment. The, the, and, and, the Sky uh, cameras smell goals because it's a lit kickoff. <laughs> Newcastle literally aren't better than Liverpool at the back. Yeah. No. They've considered well, more goals. All right, well, a, a lot yeah, we more tidier at times. We don't have such high-profile mistakes. Let's I don't think Imagine can get away with that. Yeah, we look tidier at times. <laughs> <laughs> you can see another hundred goals, but we look very tidy at times. We prove anything with facts. We, we look tidier at times. Tidy times. Like a university student in your bedroom. Clean your room. No, yeah. I've looked tidier at times. Yeah. Yeah. But does winning and losing really matter in football? Because, <laughs> And I base this on, on what Neil Warnock said recently. His Cardiff City side, they're going to play Manchester City in the next round of the FA Cup after Cardiff beat Mansfield, of course. Warnock was in very bullish mood um, when speaking about the, the, the fixture, claiming, we can't lose whatever the result. I don't know what you mean, Neil, mm. but... Uh, the, what do you mean? You, uh, oh, so that wasn't like, we can't lose, or you're in trouble. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, we can't lose. Yeah, Tim, yeah right, it was okay, very yeah. much that, yeah. Tim Sherwood did a, uh, a similar one on, on some overseas punditry show where mm. he was talking about a Premier League team, I forget who, playing against a lower league team. And he said something like, I think it might be West Ham against Shrewsbury, maybe, for sake of argument. He said, um, well, West Ham, they, I mean, they literally can't win. I mean, the only way they can win is if they win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. What, what are you talking yeah, that about? That was Stoke, wasn't it? He was it's talking Stoke, about, yeah. He's been very visible lately. Yeah, someone Matthew's just, coming, yeah. Someone just punching words into your, the back of your head and just coming out of your mouth in like a random order. Uh, that's if, rude for, if, for who you sit across from. If they are, sure. welcome to the Football Ramble. <laughs> there, was a, there, was a, there was an amazing quote uh, once talking of those kind of silly ones. From and, and we love Ray Wilkins. We really do. I love he's Ray, a, yeah. He's a lovely chap, but he came out with something. Um, and forgive me, I, I think Michael Cox uh, said this to me, so forgive me, Michael, I've got this quite wrong, but it's something along the likes of, well, what I love about John Terry, that he's a proper bloke and he lets other blokes be blokes. 
<laughs> or something like that. The funniest thing about Ray Wilkins is that whenever you speak to him and ask him how he's doing, he always says either one of the two following things. I am dangerously well, thank you, or yeah. I am devastatingly well. <laughs> no, I'm upsettingly well. Unequiv- yeah, unequivocal. I'm flammably well. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. Well, Luke, what is our best bet with Bet365? Well, Alex Murphy uh, remains in the hot seat. Oh, mm. no. He broke the duck, for which we are eternally thankful because we're on a terrible run as yeah. a collective. Yeah, yeah. I had to even threaten to get um, Jim and Pete on the case for the, uh, for the bet of the week. So, uh, the best bet with Bet365 this week is as follows. Afternoon Ramblers, delighted that the bet came off and we got some money uh, flowing for a good cause. I was halfway through listening to last week's show when a friend messaged me to let me know I'd been selected. The win from Palace just topped off a great sporting weekend. On a side note, not only do I share the same name as Robocop, as suggested by Pete or Jim last week, someone also told me once, my dad shares, shares the same name as Robocop's dad in the film, Russell. Shut oh, up! Wow. That's I've, amazing! I've Googled it to confirm, and luckily I was born a year before Robocop came out, and therefore it's merely a freak coincidence, <laughs> rather than my parents being crazed superfans of the film. <laughs> Russell Robocop. <laughs> Talk to your brother, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Looking ahead to the weekend, he says it's quite tough, especially after Jim's warnings this week about going gung-ho the closer you get to the coveted yeah. I've settled on going for Man City in the game to be over two and a half goals. Fuck and, off. And <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse than this. And no in the both teams to score market. Uh. Man City will be a big win and clean sheet to sound less confusing, which I believe is at seven to four. Sorry, Pete. When Hosselu scores and screws up the bet, I will take all the grief that's coming to me. So that's from Alex Murphy, who signs off all the best Robocop slash Alex Murphy. So that's two, over two and a half game uh, goals in the game between mm. Manchester City and Newcastle and no in the both teams to score market so we're looking for a 3-0 City win or better really right. or a 3-0 Newcastle win which let's be honest is not going to happen so, uh, it's prized at 7-4 with a bet 365 so our £50 will return £137.50 including stake with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK of course you must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly and for more information go to begambleaware.org Org. Good luck, are. Alex. Good um, luck. Before we uh, look ahead to the weekend, we've got to mention, just in, in some other football business, non-Premier League related, that Ronaldinho's brother and agent has, renoun- has announced, rather, his... Has renounced his yeah. brother. Well, <laughs> <laughs> in a way, he has, because he said that his client and sibling's retirement from football has finally happened. He hasn't wow. played a competitive match since 2015. Yeah, Fluminense was last time he was playing. Yeah, so he sort of knew yeah. that he'd retired. But he's done some footstool and some, um, some yeah. charity stuff. But this he? is the official one, according to his brother. Now, Ronaldinho did say in a friendly match in Chechnya, is there such a thing as a friendly match in Chechnya, that he was too old uh, to return to competitive action, which gave us a strong hint. So, yeah, so I mean, Ronaldinho, as, 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 it seems official, this. He's only, I get, he's I get, he's only 37. Yeah, I, know. I get the f- And the way that he plays, you imagine he could probably go on if he looked after himself. He doesn't look after himself. Yeah. He's <laughs> not looked after <laughs> himself. No right, chance right. But what I would say is that he would, um, presumably, he can, you know, take his 40 grand a week for whatever, as a man at 37, you know, playing in Brazil or whatever, or he could get 25 grand per Chechnyan charity match, you yeah, know what I mean, exactly, for just yeah. appearing, doing like a Harlem Globetrotters yeah. kind of world tour. Well, that's he could pile one of them in that's every week. That's what his brother said. That's yeah. what his brother said. Just make more money like that. They've been talking about doing something with the Brazilian national team, haven't they? So that'd be a money spin. Oh, he's not going to get back in that. <laughs> <laughs> the World Cup. Yeah. Bring him on for free kicks or something. He doesn't look after himself. He is very much a man who's looked after, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Well, his brother did say, "Ah, oh, yeah, we will play a, a sort of a, a farewell tour after the World Cup, though." Mm. Which is, mm. which I think is the warm up to the Ronaldinho farewell, farewell tour. Absolutely. So yeah, he said Brazil, Europe, and Asia. That's uh, that's where they're going to head off to. 
Which is, which is the epitome of a lovely old job. Um, Messi posted a nice message to his former teammate, which ended, even if you decide to leave... Again, it's not definite. Uh, but, <laughs> it's, it's, but, but by the fact that he hasn't played a competitive game since 2015, then we can, we can think that this is, the, this is it. Um, even if you decide to leave, football will never forget your smile. All the best, Ronnie. Oh, that was lovely, lovely, isn't it? It really was lovely. Beautiful. Mm. But in contrast, uh, the, the other week this news came out, that Landon Donovan's coming out of retirement at the age of 35. Yeah. He had a dig at mm. Trump, didn't he? He bloody yeah. liberal. Yeah, well, we shouldn't mention that. We don't want to upset people. We don't want to trigger the triggerer. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he last played professionally in November 2016, but he to turn out for Mexican side Club Leon. And the Mexican league's decent. There's mm. a lot of money sloshing around there. Some there was, good players there was a big over. piece uh, kicking around. I can't remember who posted it, but um, about how MLS fails the uh, Mexican and Latino players in, 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 the, uh, in the teams because like, they, they could be a lot more successful. Or MLS could be a lot more successful for, mm. the, for the Mexican bond players, but they just don't do it for some reason. I, I, I think there's two, two players over the age of Ronaldinho playing in the Premier League currently, uh, Gareth McCauley and Julian Spironi. So mm. Ronaldinho, when you say you think, do you know that? I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah. well, they do. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. there there are. My computer and, um, thinks. I think I think Ronaldinho could get a, should, should come over. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, on. One's a goalkeeper, and one's a, a bustling hard. Have him, as, have him as backup for Zlatan. Do you think? <laughs> do you think Ashley would splash out for a short term contract? <laughs> imagine, imagine splash out in the fireplace of uh, <laughs> seriously though, financial it, impropriety. Man United hosted the press conference tomorrow, scheduled it, and everyone was like, "Oh, they're going to announce Alexis Sanchez." And Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho. pops out because he was linked in the past. Yeah, yeah. Was endlessly. Oh. He got a standing ovation at uh, the Azteca Stadium. In fact, was he not last club not Quintero or whatever in Mexico? I'm not sure. He also well, got he's, a standing he's, ovation at the Bernabeu as well. He, yeah. he was and remains a joyful entity. Yeah. Yeah, he's, there's no, there's nobody that c- couldn't be in a room with Ronaldinho and go, oh, you're yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. was fun time whenever he's around. <laughs> he, he's he's one of the finest footballers of our generation, and yeah. for those few years at Barcelona, he, he was it was unbelievable how good he was. And the the only the only sort of thing that that Barcelona some Barcelona fans may say about Lionel Messi is. In in the con, in the contrast for with Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho would do skills and do stuff which you think I've never seen that before. Yeah, like, how yeah. on earth has he come out mm. with that? And so um, you will find one or two Barcelona fans just for that kind of thing will will say that he's their favourite player mm. rather than the, yeah. the Messi. But the, but the favourite player isn't always the best player. Well, yeah. okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm. um, I mean that happened. You know that Ronaldinho era was just before and slightly overlapping with the Messi era. Yeah. And I think that that makes people forget yeah. quite how brilliant he was. Well, one of the one of the greatest uh, collectors for me having seen in a football stadium was uh, a Ronaldinho assist to a fine messy finish you know yeah. which I witnessed I mean, which I was they, very pleased about they say Ronaldinho gets a um, gets a stand elevation at the Bernabeu when he plays in that Classico that mm-hmm. time but I mean we've been to the Bernabeu everyone gets a stand elevation they never yeah. sit down uh, well, you're always standing <laughs> apart from the shell peanuts you, you're, yeah. you're forgetting <laughs> that he was a Barcelona player though. I know right but yeah. uh, I mean they are standing up the whole time I, anyway. I think I gave him a stand elevation when, he, when it was Brazil Jamaica at uh, White Hart Lane what is it, Craven Cottage? Or was it White Hot Lane? No, it was White Hot Lane. Okay. I remember what from Seven Sister Station. Right. Don't yes. question my memory. Right, I he's, certainly he's won't going do that. weird. <laughs> right. We need to look ahead to the weekend. I'm triggered. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it very quickly before Pete has a meltdown and we have to reboot him. Um, Andrew Davison says, "All week I've been looking forward." To the return of Spelzy. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. Hashtag nice to have a Marcus in there. Yeah, oh, it, it, it really is. Yeah. You're the side. That's what Argentina said. That's what Buenos Aires yeah, said. Yeah. Indeed. Um, here's a more, more worrying one from Sean Smith, who says, Unfortunately, I've been struggling with migraines lately, uh-huh. and I can't this, explain help. it other than they have been sprung up four times in the last fortnight each time while I've been listening to the ramble. Piss mm. off. That's not nice. If I get the same result, this might be the last ramble I hear for a while. Can Marcus put on an extra sultry, smooth tone for this episode to help? I, uh, I probably have without 
knowing it. But this is looking ahead to the weekend, so presumably he's looking ahead to hopefully not having a migraine. So many people <laughs> threatening to leave her. I know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What yeah, about this? I go away for two weeks, boys, and this is what happens. Migraines are miserable, to be fair. Though. They, they, are, they are. Well, I think we've helped him. Josh, Josh Madison, uh, I'm looking forward to the sweat on Paul Merson's head. Mm. If Arsenal sign Makatarian and Obama Yang to add <laughs> Mavropanos, Kolasinac and Xhaka. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Darius Panozzo, the delightfully named Darius Panozzo. Mike Dean rising to the challenge. The French referee, Tony Chapron, laid down in the PSG game. We, the mind boggles about what he's yeah. going to do. I don't even know what game Mike Dean's doing this weekend, but I'm sure we won't forget <laughs> it. We spoke about Chapron. Yeah, actually, um, Mike Dean is Man United Burnley, I believe. Okay, right. Oh, so keep an eye on yeah. that. Fairly big ticket then. I imagine that. It'll be Mike Dean... Like assaulting someone and Sean Dodge eating earthworm. <laughs> what a game. There might, there might be some football played as well. We don't yeah. know. And I'll finish with this one uh, from Stuart McKeon. He says, I'm looking forward to hearing Alexandra Mitrovic and Eloquim Mangala's inevitable collision from my house in Northern Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Previews, sponsored by Bet365. It's been a bloody pleasure being back among you all. Mm. It's nice to have you back, Marcus. Indeed. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. Stay triggered. Adios from me.